0: Mistakes are wonderful. They happen when we stretch ourselves and move beyond where we currently are comfortable. In today's episode, it's part two from last week, we talk to Elizabeth Bostwick, Chris Chapitan, Chris Leglider, and John Eric Zire as they share lessons they've learned from mistakes they've made. Hey, it's Matt, and you're listening. To the Math Fost Mashup. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Math Fost Mashup. I'm so thankful and deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me today. We have a rock star lineup of principals, authors, and school leaders who are coming to share lessons they've learned from mistakes they've made. Let's jump right into it. Chris Chapitan, principal at one of the premier STEAM middle schools in Texas, shares the masterful art of context switching and the early lessons he learned on identity as a new principal. Mm-hmm.
1: so i would say that the skills um, that a person develops that lead to a promotion or a new role of sorts are typically not the skills that a person needs to be successful in the new role and when when you find success at a prior role that leads to a new role and then you don't feel the competency and the confidence Uh, especially in the beginning of the new role that begins to play with your identity and you begin to think things like, am I any good at this? Uh, Especially in the prior role, you know, typically if you're doing well, you, you find um, you stay hungry, you stay uh, innovative, but you also find somewhat of uh, equilibrium or a level of satisfaction with your work that obviously you can continue to improve. But when, when moving into the new role, um, you're attempting to lay that foundation and learn the role and learn yourself in the role. And so I would say for me, uh, the, the change from uh, classroom teacher, instructional specialist, et cetera, to assistant principal was that journey, especially in the first year. And so um, not, uh, not knowing, it's also one of those things, you I don't know that you can uh, explain enough or talk through enough you really have to go through it uh, to come through on the other side. But the identity work that was required during that first year as an assistant principal, um, you know, was a was a journey that proved difficult but proved valuable. Um, it's just one that, you know, I definitely try to share with aspiring leaders as, as best I can. Again, I think it's something you have to go through and come through on the other side. But
0: Look, you were hired because... You're talented, capable, and competent in your skill sets. But leading with vulnerability also means you know how to ask for help. Elizabeth Bostwick shares this powerful lesson. She's the author of Take the Leap, Igniting a Culture of Innovation in Your Schools, and she gives some wonderful insights on the power of asking for help.
2: Right, well, you know, I I think in education we all make mistakes, and we probably make mistakes daily, maybe without even realizing it, but I think that early on, I wish that I understood the benefit of help seeking as opposed to offering help to other people. Mm -hmm. So for as long as I can remember, I've been someone who goes about things differently, and really looking at how I can help my kids learn better, how I can develop a culture of learning, and what things can I do to engage them. So sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not that I go about things differently. But when it comes to teaching and learning, like many teachers, I'm able to recognize in the moment when the strategy I'm using isn't as effective as I'd hoped. So I naturally make adjustments on the spot. Well, over time, those minor adjustments in combination with my own professional learning led me to be more learner-centered in my practice. And so in the classroom, we dove into project-based learning, maker education, and all of that sparked greater intrinsic motivation in students. And learning became more authentic and deeply meaningful as students had greater ownership over their goals and projects. And during that time of exploration, I was so eager to share my ideas that I came across or I'd want to share something that worked well with me, with my colleagues. And the problem was that so often I was focused on what I could do next or empower learning that I didn't always take a step back and seek help from others, bringing more mm-hmm. on board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's really a difference between how people feel accepting help versus being called upon to help so of course there's nothing wrong with accepting help in fact i ask for help and accept help whenever i need it but we need to be able to connect with our colleagues and seek their help especially by referencing how they'll add value to the work based on their strengths because that's how we inspire people to walk alongside us to create that movement that gains momentum so my hope is that together in our schools we can create a synergistic environment and have a greater impact on our students than when, than what we can have alone. And fortunately over my years, I've really recognized the power of adding value to others and employing their help. but I definitely wish it was something I understood <laughs> early on.
0: So what mistakes have we learned from in regards to priorities as a new principal, and giving feedback and walkthroughs? Those are the two mistakes and lessons learned right after this quick break my next guest John Eric Zier is a school administrator who served various roles as district curriculum coordinator leading model PLC campuses and he shares his insights from mistakes that he's learned regarding finding the priorities between your management responsibilities and your leadership role.
3: And. I think now having been a part of district and campus leadership, uh, one of the things when I made the transition, uh, from district leadership back to campus, uh, administration, Uh, was there was a tremendous uh, focus placed on the managerial piece uh, with the particular uh, campus that I was at and uh, I was coming from an instructional background and knew the importance of that focus uh, both with our teachers but also with our students and uh, in my subsequent experiences it's only continued to reaffirm the fact of Uh, the importance that we should be placing on that instructional leadership side. They absolutely have to manage uh, all of those managerial tasks and given the climate of schools in uh, 2019, there are a lot of hats that our administrators have to wear uh, in dealing with special education and discipline and attendance and all those different things. But uh, the way I approach it with my admin team uh, is really about we need to default uh, to being with our teachers to being with our students being in collaborative team meetings uh, and when and if we need to get pulled back in for managerial duties that's how we need to approach it so I think that's the biggest thing is I kind of just got thrust back into initially this focus on managerial duties uh, and really uh, have only had it reaffirmed that it's the importance is with the instructional leadership and being influence for our teachers and our students mm-hmm. that's a-
0: Chris Leglider, secondary school principal in Kansas, shares early lessons he learned as a school principal when giving walkthrough feedback to teachers and knowing which feedback to give to whom.
4: That's a great question, and it's one that during my time as an administrator I've reflected upon. And early in my career... I've always believed that getting into teacher's classrooms is really important, one of the most important things I can do. And early in my career, um, I made the mistake that I was not recognizing how important that was to give the right type of feedback. Hmm. So when I went into their classrooms, I knew that was important so that I could observe teaching and learning within their classrooms, being visible to students and staff, and identify like what barriers could I help teachers remove that allow them to be successful. And then I always wanted to give them good feedback. Well, one of the mistakes I made is that I recognized after several years that some teachers in their own professional growth were not ready for what I would call coaching feedback. Hmm. Um, in, In my own learnings, I think I've recognized that there's really two main types of feedback in a classroom walkthrough administrators can give. And one of those is the appreciation type feedback, like, thank you for working so hard. I can tell you did a lot of work on that lesson, or wow, you did a great job getting the kids, you know, in their Socratic seminar and how you facilitated that. And then there's another type which is the more coaching feedback where you may say something along the lines of, I really appreciate the lab setup you did for your science class today. And I'm curious, why did you use that high level question as a bell ringer? Is there another type of bell ringer you could have done that related to the lab directly to get them into that lab sooner? So, you know, more of that coaching aspect. And early in my career, I was trying to jump ahead into the coaching feedback. And it's only after, you know, a few years, I recognize that some teachers, they're not ready for that uh, type of approach. They really just want to be valued and appreciated for their efforts. And then at some point, hopefully they will feel the trust and relationships to be given that what I call coaching feedback.
0: Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed learning from the mistakes and lessons from these amazing school leaders. Stay tuned for a quick message from the author and quote from Elizabeth Bostwick's book, Take the Leap. As always, I invite you to join the blog at mafost.com, M-A-F-O-S-T dot com. If you enjoyed today's episode, I only ask one thing. Please pass it along. Now let's go out there and make an impact. There's a quote that I've read of, from your uh, book that I really enjoy. If we're going to help learners develop as innovators and world changers, we must tap into their innate curiosity and craft opportunities to explore, inquire, create and discover. That just really that says a lot, doesn't it?
2: It, it really does. And it's and that's all about creating a culture where students feel that they can take those responsible and thoughtful risks to share their big ideas and also where teachers can create environments that um, spark curiosity and get kids interested in really wanting to learn.